When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. So I realize we've got 90 minutes. Are you ready for the heavy lifting? Are you good for this? No, I'm going <laughs> to. I, I was just going to tell you. I think I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So, so it's going to be. It's going to fall to me, huh? Yeah. Well, you could take off too, and it could be. You know, Trey could do it. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know what he would talk about. Maybe, maybe he'd pull up tracks from Dead and Company or something. Yeah. Like. We talked a little bit about John Mayer today, Trey and I did. Oh. Uh-huh. Apparently, uh, a pretty impressive guitarist, Mister. Yes. John oh, Mayer. he's a outstanding guitarist. And it's like, you know what? This is starting to make more and more sense. When I heard about it initially, I go, what the heck is going on with that? Yeah. How did he get involved with the deadheads? And yeah. yeah. When yeah. you see, it's like when you see two people dating and it doesn't make much sense. Kind of like John Mayer's relationship. Oh, never mind. <laughs> that, oh, no. That's been sung about already. Never mind. Let's just do it. Let's turn this show into a celebrity gossip thing. You know what I heard? Uh, Taylor Swift and whoever. Goodbye. Everybody. Yeah, not looking good. (laughs) Taylor Swift and everyone she's ever dated. Not looking good. Looks like she's going to be, you know, new record. Well, you know, when when you write about every single. (laughs) Anyway. Hi, folks. I promise you. No, we're not. Not going to go no. into Swifty stuff all day. No, it's no. it's Troy and it's Dave G with you today. Mitch is taking the day off, and well, we've got to tip our cap to start the show this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations to Jerome Tang last night being recognized as the uh, Coach of the Year at the Kansas City Sports Awards, the Burns and McDonald Coach of the Year. I loved his comment about the the fact that. A year ago, it was Andy Reid that won it. <laughs> yeah. How, how is it that, you know, I win it this year. Didn't he win a bigger game? He's <laughs> Essentially, like, didn't yeah. he win kind of a big, big game? game? Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. There, there was a comment, though, that he made in talking with Fox 4 Kansas City last night that I, I wanted to highlight because I think it spells out something that maybe we are forgetting here in this period where we're kind of keeping an eye on the transfer portal? Well, last year at this time we had seven players, and right now we have ten, and all ten of them are Big 12-level players, so we feel pretty good at where we're at, and uh, we're going to fill a couple more spots, and we're going to feel real good about going into the season. There have been some misses that have been notable Mm -hmm. thus far, and we keep hearing how the Cats are involved with this player or this player, and... That's fine. I mean, it it is, after all, transfer portal season. But in the grand scheme of things, we're in a much different place than where this roster was a season ago. Yeah, and sometimes the way a lineup shakes out, uh, sometimes you don't end up using all those guys. Sometimes people... Um, end up falling by the wayside, and there there will be teams that will use seven guys maximum. I'm not valid. saying that valid. That's what you want to do. Every team goes in going, yeah, we got seven guys we like. Everyone else is, uh, but th- that's the kind of thing I think the faith that we need to have in this coaching staff is whoever they put out there, whoever gets out there, they feel comfortable with those guys. I think we got ourselves ramped up a year ago because of the successes that this coaching staff had on the recruiting trail in working the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think the expectation became, oh, we're going to be going hard after big names constantly in the transfer portal. And yet we don't have a need to necessarily. Yes, you're looking to potentially replace a NBA draft pick and right. a, another guy who's on that cusp of being a draft pick, maybe a after draft signee. Right. And that's that's great. We understand where we are in that aspect, but it's up to the coaching staff to determine what pieces they want and. If they're not feeling like that they need that huge name, how about we all just take a breath? Yeah, I I think that Jerome Tang, I think it'd be one thing I think he wouldn't come out and say it first. Yeah, we're panicking. Yeah, there's there's Um, that too. You know, but also, if there's anybody in any staff where if they were panicking and they needed to turn it up, they would get who they want to get you know like right now they would turn it up and get whoever they needed to get um i i for one we have seen them miss on a couple guys and you know it's like okay that stinks we didn't see that last season it's we've seen it a couple times now they're gonna be all right and they know it we should know it we should embrace it and say they they got it figured out what you still have already having in being in place tyler perry yeah you already have one of the key coups of the signing period, of the transfer portal period. You have that. And that's going to play a huge role going forward, the, the fact that you were able to lure him in. But a year ago at this time, we're sitting here going, Ooh, what will we even have? Uh-huh. And this is why, of course, going into the season – Cats were picked for tenth mm-hmm. in the conference. I mean, it, it, it's it's it was a simple, so you know, simple point to be at because everything was a question mark. Right. There's not those question marks this year, and you know, there's some unease out there that I'm scratching my head over. I haven't quite understood this feeling, but yet there's also. I, I that that expectation that well we're to be at this next level and so we should be getting these guys. Yes, but this is also why high level recruiting is tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get them, and as fans, boy, that high level recruiting when it doesn't uh, snare a guy it breaks your heart. Yeah. It breaks your heart. Absolutely, you, you get excited. You get you know th- this this gets into some of the. Well, cushion that maybe we had as fans for the entirety of the previous coaching staff's tenure because, well, we weren't going after those guys for the most part. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And now that we are and we've missed a couple, it's like, what's happening? We're going to be okay. I I think, too, and I, I will admit by far and away, I'm this guy. I'm online too much. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm online too much. And, yeah. and and there's that recognition that Twitter's not life. Mm-mm. And the reactions that go live on Twitter are always um, tend to be a bit more emotional than what maybe the general public feels like. Is, is that a good estimation I of it? I think so. And... I think people are um, either more articulate with speech or more articulate when they, like, type or write. And so I think people can um, – if you got in a conversation, they wouldn't be able to get all the, the information out that they want to. I'm the opposite. I can't, I can't keep up when, it's like, when it comes to writing and typing, but I can explain a lot better. I think it's like Jerome Tang said, we had last year at this time seven guys. And you yeah. know what? I'm trying to think of who the seven even were. Um, of course, the two stays. Would it have been Cam Carter, um, Colbert? Um, I, I can't even, like I said, I can't even remember at that time who the seven were. Give me a moment and I'll pull up the roster and we can 
hash it out. Go down it. I mean, I understand that I understand thinking because I think it's one of those deals. You think about all the things that all the attention and the goodwill and all the positivity during and right after uh, March Madness. I go, we are going to get everybody we go after. There's no one that wouldn't sign with this team. And then to see us drop a couple guys in a row, it's like very disappointing. And I can understand. So by this point, we had, of course, Noel and Masood. Mm -hmm. Gasson had signed. Cam Carter. As I go down the list here. Taj Manning. Uh But, of course... Incoming freshman, you weren't sure where you were going to be with him. Nate Aubrey, and for good measure, um, do you have Peyton Ackerman by that point? Oh. I think you had Peyton Ackerman. So there's seven. And so first of all, I think if honestly, if you can sit with a straight face and tell me when you heard we signed Cam Carter and David Gasson, you go, "Well, looking good, guy." Right. You didn't. No one knew what we were getting, especially David Gasson. And if correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't think we really saw the David Gasson thing pay off until later, like down the road in the season. Yes, especially the March Madness. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. This guy is a guy. And Cam Carter, it took him a little bit. But here he is. We're hearing that's the guy to watch out for. Cam Carter is going to be the guy. I I mean, you know, maybe not the guy, but his what what he's doing now and the way he's going to improve throughout next season is going to be special. But at the time, no one was jumping out of their seats about those signings. This is the other aspect of it. You have a roster that is of 10 right now. Mm-hmm. You are able to work with what you have as opposed to trying to establish your program while your mind is still deep in what you need to recruit for your roster. You're learning and getting your sea legs underneath you as a coaching staff, not just in terms of where you're at and who you're working with and oh by the way we're doing that recruiting thing you know you're you're now at a point where you're established mm-hmm. you're able to have a off-season program that truly reflects where you want to go with things based on what you accomplished this past season mm-hmm. there's a comfort level there that was not in place at all no. last summer. No. Not even close. And that comfort level this year allows for there to be more coaching, more development, more building on just that basis that was built last year. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that in a, in in year one. A summer of year one, forget it. No. It, it it is your head swimming. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, your head is swimming over all of the various things. You know, I, I had this conversation. I've had it a couple of times with coaches who have taken over for their previous boss. Mm-hmm. Because I got to enjoy that. I've also had the conversation where it's been a wholesale change. And all three specifically that I'm thinking of in this conversation tell you that you would be surprised the things that you are having to do for a first time as a head coach, first of all, that you don't recognize or that you didn't expect to be on your plate or just weren't looking for that to be on your plate. And it is attention grabbing. It it, it means something to move that chair over. Mm-hmm. And in Jerome Tang's case, not only moving that chair over, completely building now his own program. Right. And that takes time. It does take time. And there wasn't time last summer to try to put everything together. And yet, look what that 
group accomplished. Now you've got an established program for this year, and you're setting what you want in terms of expectations and where you want to be with the program. And, oh, by the way, yeah, you're still looking for a couple of pieces, Mm -hmm. and you're not going to turn down a high-caliber player if you can get them interested and they want to come to Manhattan. But it's not the necessity that it was a season ago to be able to be competitive. Right. And just think about, as even as a guy who's as prepared as it seemed like Jerome Tang was, who was so ready for this moment, like you said, there are some things that he didn't never would have thought. Mm-hmm. And he handled them with such, I mean, such ease, grace. I mean, at least from the outside looking in, you're like, man, this guy, he's got it together. He's not worried. We shouldn't be worried. Right. If he ain't worried, we shouldn't be worried. Now, there is one thing that you can expect when you get into the summer, and that is change on your staff occasionally. Oh, man. Like, especially at this time. It seems like, of course, there's going to be one or two things that come and go. You can't control. Right. You know? Well, today we learned that Kevin Sutton is going to move on and is taking a position with IMG Academy. In many ways, you're talking about moving to a different level of teaching, but still being involved in teaching. And it's it's a move that, you know, let's be perfectly honest— it's a it's a good move. It's a neat move, I think, uh, for for Coach Sutton to be able to make that move. And I think that he probably will feel that that's one that involves him a little more than maybe even what he thought he was being involved with here at K State. That's not a knock on anything. That's just a viewpoint as he takes an opportunity. But that also means that you know there's a a little bit of a reach there at IMG Academy now if you're a K Stater. You know, and you don't <laughs> hate to have that one, do you? No, you really don't hate no. to have that. And, you know, I've always been told over and over again, and it's shown up so much in just in my own personal life, it ain't what you know, it's who you know. And in this world of college basketball, the connections that you make and the people that you get to spend time with, those things pay off. And I wouldn't uh, doubt that this connection one day down the line could benefit K-State greatly. You know, Coach Sutton coming in with 36 years of coaching experience, 15 at the D1 level, but IMG Academy is high level all the way around. And that is going to be a very intriguing move just for – how you're changing your approach and, and what you're looking at accomplishing if you're a coach moving in down there. And and in his case, it's still a very, uh, very upfront teaching position going forward. When we continue, speaking of uh, interesting basketball, I, I know some folks may not think it, but we, we are going to touch on Nuggets heat tonight. It's game four, <laughs> and the, the uh, you know, Nuggets fan has to say something. Yeah. Do, do you hear that? There's something. I, I Oh, that's the Draft Kings on Troy's phone. Firing <laughs> up, baby. It's time to make some bets. <laughs> More on it coming up on the game. Helps if I turn that on. <laughs> you can yell as loud uh, as you yeah, want. Right? Exactly. It, it just won't go very far. No. That's why we've got padded walls. <laughs> oh, I thought it was for a whole other reason. That, that, <laughs> that's weird. Man, you learn something new every day in this in this place. <laughs> Troy and Dave G with you tonight. Mitch off from uh, this edition of the game. He's back with us on Monday. By the way, a full week next week and straight on two-hour shows all week next week. As uh, tonight we're short for the Royals coming up at uh, 5.30 this evening as uh, they open a series in Baltimore. Smoke willing. 
Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Haven't seen anything that says that they would run into a problem, so we're going to expect that they get going just fine. I saw the uh, Bally's app. You get a seven-day free trial on the yes. Bally's app. Um, it's only $20 to see the Royals after that. Uh, uh, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. Dude. I know. I if it wasn't for the fact that that's also my mother-in-law's access, um, I might consider it right, right now. It's been that bad, but yeah. It's uh, like, all things considered, Royals, you probably owe me like a dollar. <laughs> so like Maybe not 20, but maybe you, you should throw me like 67 cents or something. We haven't touched on this Bally situation all that much. But um, I remember. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Well, I just was going to point out they're in that spot now where there's four of the teams that they have the rights to that they may very well punt to the side, and already one of them is the Padres. And so, Uh, yeah, uh, the Twins, the Reds, and. I'm trying to remember who the other one was, but um, the Reds was the surprise to me. Yeah. Because, uh, for crying out loud, you'd think they were getting that one on the cheap anyway with as bad as the Reds are. Oof. They Um, they got that kid, though. Yes. They got that hot new prospect. Granted, but uh, that— Still. Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, And that's only because he got called up this week. (laughs) Um, But— yeah, um, I'm curious to see how this plays out with Bally and bankruptcy and what it means for Kansas City, especially the fact that you've got Bally, Kansas City being an offshoot of Bally Sports Midwest, so it's just an add-on to what they already were doing for St. Louis. So I, 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 it, it's an interesting mess is, I guess, the best way to put that. Absolutely. It's... Uh... They're in need of like Brett Yormark. <laughs> you know, like right. they, they need somebody to come in and figure out the TV rights for baseball <laughs> that make any kind of sense whatsoever. Because it always blew my mind that you would watch if you if you got like um, they'd show like the Giants on baseball tonight. They'd show the Giants. Um, they're going extra innings, get some free baseball, and it would be at the NBC. Yes. Bay, you know, the Bay Area NBC yes. channel would be showing a, a Giants game or a, a A's game. And I always thought, well, that's cool. They get to show the game like that. And then, of course, WGN used to show the Cubs. They mm-hmm. showed them for 70 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny that they haven't figured that out quite yet like how do how do you how does everybody get paid on this yeah and and therein is the problem because the rights fees turn around and are built into your budgets and everything like that if it's instead the league that takes that over how do you get your rights fee right you at some point you have to say we need to stop this train and we really need to start over and it can happen you can make it work the if every other major league team or a major league you know league can figure it out baseball should be able to figure this thing out right man. come on anyway that yeah. said you you know where my attention's going to be tonight you're like whatever man i don't care if the royals are playing on tbs tonight i'm i got something going on i would be better if it wasn't another 7:30 tip off but <laughs> for crying out loud <laughs> Uh, Nuggets Heat, Game 4 tonight. I really did have to laugh when I read this earlier today because it was such a great summation of where we are in the NBA Finals. Jimmy Butler in plush blue slippers. Kyle Lowry essentially trying to horn in on his interviews. Jokic not saying he just doesn't care about statistics. Well, that's Jokic. Mm -hmm. And Murray talking about the fun he's having. I mean, low-key practice day yesterday for everybody involved. You're at 108 games in the NBA season already. Yeah, Jason Kosminski, who does the Nuggets games, floated that number the other day, and I I was just like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Because he was talking about, you know, here we are, the finals, 
108th game of the year. We're not changing anything in how we present coming in, you know, so it was Twitter <laughs> photos and all that. And, 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 you know, you get the approach. But uh, from what took place the other night, Jokic and Murray combining for that 30 apiece, I mean, that and, and going triple-double each is just an unbelievable aspect of it. And for what Jimmy Butler has done, the Nuggets have had a pretty solid answer for him going into tonight, I think. Now, how does that play for Game 4? Great question. Because I don't know that anybody has a real good handle on this series other than that you know Nikola Jokic is going to do what he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He will get his. Because he just keeps getting his. No matter what. No matter who they're playing or what they're doing. Um and Jimmy Butler, I think the Nuggets are like, don't rattle that cage. We mm-hmm. saw um, the Celtics; they tried to rattle his cage, and it almost like they almost got went home in four. Right. They were able to extend that series, but uh, I think Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that once he gets scorned. Then he just goes off, fires up a little more. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, it seems like they're just keeping it business right now on the court, and they're just doing their thing. And he hasn't quite. He he needs to take it personal. He he hasn't looked like he looked in the previous rounds. No, no, not at all. I, I mean, especially um, that one the the series even before the the, the Heat, Celtics. Celtics yeah even before that series I mean he was a beast and I think it's, it's 108 games that's got to take a toll on a guy uh, and I think it's definitely taking a toll on him he they 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 look sluggish especially the last game they they looked sluggish I'm excited to see what a day off for everybody does and uh, hopefully. They can come back and uh, at both teams and give you a good series. If, if you're someone who's not into the NBA, um, this is a fun, fun series to watch so far. And the Nuggets are a ton of fun. They Jokic, are. If you don't know Nikolai Jokic, if you haven't watched him yet, do yourself a favor. If you call yourself a sports fan and you haven't watched this guy play basketball, you're crazy. And And this is the thing that I have not understood in regards to – how people have missed this thus far. Yeah. Because to be perfectly honest, and and you're talking a two-time MVP, but he may be the most quiet MVP that you've ever seen in this league. Giannis gets attention. Right. Jokic does not. Mm-hmm. And some of that is because, well, they're sitting there in Denver. Some of that is because, let's be honest, they've not been to this point ever since joining the NBA. Crazy. You know, it it almost feels like, you know, they get treated like the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and that stinks because there's no reason that they do at this point. This team has been building. They were good in the bubble in 2020. They were really good in the bubble. And this is what people forget in that year, you had a healthy Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Murray has not been in the playoffs the last two years because of injuries. And that's where this team finally hit its stride again. And oh, by the way, they were making draft moves today. I saw that. They have nothing to do with this year, but they have a lot to do with the future. They want to play this stretch with Jokic. As long as they can. They right. want they want to ride this into their string of years of being in the finals. Well, then not only do you have those two, Murray and Jokic, but then you have a healthy Michael Porter Jr. who is an absolute terror. The guy's like, I don't know if you can look this up, but I think he's seven foot four. <laughs> that guy's so no, big. No, no, I can, no. I know he's like 6'10", but he's like a... Truly, um, a guy that they had to wait on for a while because yeah. of injuries, pre-existing injuries, and now that they have, it has really paid off for them. And so, it, what stinks is 
it's going to pay off for him as well because they're going to have to pay sure. him. Sure. <laughs> so they have to make some moves like this. I want to know the last time somebody in the finals of any sport made a trade. I, I couldn't believe right. it. I was like, what? Wait. And, how? how? <laughs> right. And and it strictly has to do with draft picks Crazy. In, now and future. And mm-hmm. it's so very different. Absolutely uh, caught everybody off guard going, wait a minute, the front office can do something during this time? I know. And a shout out to Sam Presti. Uh, you know, the, the thunder, it's always the thunder. They always come up with some wacky way to, to build draft capital. And once again, now they have another first round draft pick, 2019 mm-hmm. or 2029. 20, yes. Right? And you go twenty twenty nine. Come on, <laughs> but that's gonna come. That's gonna be here before you know it. And they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, remember that first round draft pick the Nuggets gave him during the finals?" Man, that guy is smart. Man, he knows what he's doing. The machinations well underway, but tonight they won't mean anything. No, as it's the Nuggets and Heat back at it in Game Four. Uh, game Five, by the way, would be Sunday night. Uh, in Miami, and uh, we'll see how things pan out from there. Are what do you? Where's your heart say? Are you going Nuggets four and four to one, or do you think it'll be? Or we're going to Game Six? No, or? I think we'll go Game Six. Uh, I, I think the Heat will steal either tonight or Sunday night, and force that Game Six. You know, it's not like they haven't been in these situations before. Exactly, they they are a sneaky like uh, when you look back. And you look at the history of the finals, you go, the Heat have been there a lot. And again, we thought they looked tired opening night of the series. Mm-hmm. They came back and played exceptionally well the next night, or two nights later. They looked tired the other evening. Here we go. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. I know this much. Fourth quarter is probably going to be an adventure again tonight <laughs> if, if for, for, for you Nuggets fans. <laughs> Coming back on the game, we hit you with today's song of the day next. I know that folks are dunking on this, but did you see the stuff on this baby Gronk? No. The Athletic did a whole piece on this kid. Basically, training five or six days a week to become a... Yeah. Uh, Folks are dunking on this pretty hard from the Athletic, and they keep sharing it. It's like, you know, you can tell the New York Times is really itching to get people to resubscribe. Right. Brutal. Not good. It's Ten like, years old. If he loves it, let him love it, but remind him that there's more to life than just training for football. Man. The best I saw was in Trending Today. The name Todd Marinovich got brought oh, up. Oh, gosh. Perfect reference. Uh-huh. Absolutely perfect uh-huh. reference. Uh-huh. Hour two, a top five making the rounds that are going to... It's going to leave you going, what? Oh, boy. Really? I'm ready. Oh, boy. (laughs) We'll pick it apart coming up after the hour. Your local news up next. Listen, at least it's a station in the building. Right. (laughs) I was into the groove. I was like, oh, and Z96. Oh, K-Man. As opposed to me flapping my gums and saying those other words. (laughs) (laughs) It happens to me every once in a while I get to fill in on our country station, B1047, and I'll throw out a 101.5 K-Rod. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Ah. Jerry Schimmel, who's... One of the voices of the Rockies on radio, uh, Washburn grad, by the way. And, right on. And, uh, at one point was the voice of the Nuggets. Jason Kosminski is now. Jerry was his predecessor before moving over to take the Rockies job. And uh, I caught him the other day uh, before game one of the finals in the course of the Rockies broadcast, actually say <laughs> that, make a reference to the Nuggets. Oh, no. Just not thinking. Yeah. And, and so I hit him on Twitter with a DM teasing him, you know, and, and mentioned my miscue of the other day during <laughs> severe weather. And he's like, man, I know that feeling. <laughs> Eight, 18 years of saying something, you're going to, every once in a while, it's going to trip. Absolutely. It, it, it doesn't even take 18 years. Right. That's, <laughs> that's the bad part. You go one year. So, 
as I'm sitting here putting some thoughts together for today's show, I made a quick move over to visit K-State online. Mm -hmm. Derek Young et al. over on On3. Mm -hmm. And one of their national writers for On3, Jesse Simonton, is going through each conference, each Power 5 conference, and putting together a list of the top five potential Heisman players from those conferences. Specifically quarterback. Mm. Mm -hmm. He put together his Big 12 one. And it falls into an are you kidding me (laughs) top five to touch on. Because, well... I mean, it's no surprise that we go with overrated again. Oh, great. I I know exactly who. Oh. Which one do you think it is? Qu- Quinn Ewers has got to be the top. Bing, bing, yeah. bing, 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 bing. Yeah, yeah. This guy is just uh, walking on water, apparently. I, I don't know. I, I think he's a really talented kid, and I feel like he's handled the, the pressure, uh, certainly, that comes with that job. Really well for a young guy, um, but I don't know. He he played really well. Well, in a first half against Alabama. I, well, he know. had this great spring where he held off Arch Manning. Right. I mean, obviously that means he's going to win the Heisman. The former five uh, number one overall recruit flashed his five star talent against Alabama and Oklahoma last season, mm. but also struggled with injuries and inconsistencies. Right. Yeah, that's right. 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 Uh huh. Yeah. Beat Alabama in week two or take Texas to the Big 12 championship, and Ewers will be among the favorites to win the award. I mean, true. Uh, true. But yeah, tell me which one of those things is actually going to happen. <laughs> hmm. I you do you think that they stand a chance against Alabama? I mean, really considering the 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 reload that Alabama has to do, but they do that every year. I mean, yeah. it just it's a joke. Uh, uh it, and you have to remember you're also talking uh, Nick Saban and relative success against his assistants all time. True, a Bill Belichickian kind of like just a lording over people that used to work for him. He just, for the most part, yes. Yeah, I mean, the last him. couple of years, Georgia has gotten him. Kirby sure. has gotten him for sure. But in general, mm. those that have been assistants under Nick Saban have not fared well. Right when they've gone against the mentor. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You you got your Texas guy at number uh, one. Uh-huh. What do you think is number two? Is it, let's say okay, who is the oh, wait a minute Oklahoma the starting quarterback for Oklahoma Dylan Gabriel Dylan Oklahoma. Gabriel? First of all, how is he still got a year left of eligibility? That guy's 20, 28 years old. What's happening here? <laughs> he was at UCF when they came to play K-State back when that that storm swooped in, and we didn't even have a full stadium. That guy, come anyway, whatever. Finished second in the conference in passing, despite missing most of the TCU game and the entire blowout against Texas with a concussion. Mm-hmm. If he can stay healthy this fall and lead the Sooners back to the top of the standings, He's got a shot. Now you understand why I've got it listed on our notes as a AYKM top five. Come on, man. And I get this. This is the offseason. For sure. But if you really want to go body of work and you really want to talk about accomplishments and you really want to talk about making things happen, the guy that is number three on the list should probably be your number one. Yet, Jesse Simonton starts number three on the list with this sentence. This is where the pickings start to get a little slim for the options in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, there's another letter that I could put in in there with the AYKM top five. (laughs) 
It's isn't. I mean, it, you can't start any sentence that says anything good about who I think you're about to talk about without a backhanded compliment or, or just an out and out um, saying something mean about who you're going to talk about. It's crazy. This is where the p- pickings start to get a little slim Best. for the options in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, what we have here is another national writer who wants to tell us, oh, by the way, the conference is heading for doom without Texas and Oklahoma. I've heard it before. Downplaying Will Howard Mm -hmm. as a, he'll need to up his production. 18 touchdowns and just four picks. (laughs) Um... Of course, he did mention that Howard took over for Adrian Martinez midway through. Yeah, he'll, he'll need to up, up his production. Yes. You yeah. know why? Because he's not playing behind Adrian Martinez to start the season this year. You know, why didn't he throw for 36 touchdowns in the time that he had? You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah. Oh. What an, what, I mean, come on. Oh, but Quinn, you... Um, no, no. <laughs> and, and for good measure, he throws in... And with Deuce Vaughn no longer in K-State's backfield, he may get more opportunities. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Does this guy even watch no. anything of what's going on? <laughs> he then, and and he closes out with Tyler Shuck at Texas Tech and Chandler Morris at TCU. Uh, which, again, they make sense in this list. But Shuck, he immediately slaps him upside uh-huh. the head with, not going to win the Heisman. <laughs> But what if he guides Texas Tech to the Big 12 championship game? Could he possibly score an invite? See, this is where it gets just absolutely frustrating. It's not about what you accomplish year to year in the in, in the game anymore. Nope. It's turning into the career award mm-hmm. for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he gets a big score. Maybe he'll score an invite. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. Maybe if he wishes upon a star. I, it just. I, you know, it, I'm really and, surprised. And, and, I, mean, he, I will give him credit. He didn't insult Chandler Morris. Right. Right. <laughs> Thank goodness. Why? Because, you know, Chandler Morris must be a friend of his. Well, because, I, he, because he felt sorry for him for getting Wally pipped. <laughs> yeah. Literally called it Wally pipped by Max Dugan. I I really, I'm surprised that Jalen Daniels didn't make his list of guys. I mean, the, you know, if we're talking about production, literal production, I mean, that guy produces. And he didn't even make, you know, whatever. Got to pick a guy that got beat out for his position. That that guy's got a better shot than Jalen Daniels. Well, Mm. but again, you're also looking 14 quarterbacks in the league. You only are taking five on the list. True that. That's not saying that you're wrong. Right. And I mean, I hate to admit that. Trust me. That makes me shiver. I mean, it really makes me cringe to even think about it. Jalen Daniels would make a lot more sense on this list (laughs) than Dylan Gabriel. I know. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, and I get it. It's the mindless crap of the offseason. Right. But for crying out loud, watch a game. (laughs) If you're a national, no, wait, uh, national writer, national writer. Uh mm. Weren't they going to sit him or didn't they? Like at some point in last season, he almost lost his job or was going to lose his job. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were super happy with him. No, they weren't. <laughs> and part of it was that, let's be perfectly honest, the offensive line was garbage. Yeah, and and I think he, like I said, he got nicked up and all that good stuff. And, I mean, you know, then you get trounced at home by the Cats on national TV. <laughs> you know, it's a primetime game. I mean, that'll do it. But I, I am so tired of this automatic Texas-Oklahoma thing. Yep. Absolutely tired. I'm I'm going to be glad to be rid of it. Mm-hmm. I am going to be glad to be rid of it. Just a few, just a couple years away. Just a couple years away. Always remember and never forget that the issues that currently bedevil college football specifically, but all of college athletics, specifically college football, though, boil down to a matter of, well... 
we can put it down to about four schools. <laughs> Two of them who went to the Supreme Court, Oklahoma and Georgia, mm-hmm. though the case decidedly says Oklahoma Board of Regents versus the NCAA. That was the TV rights deal. I did not know that. Georgia was was paired with them on that deal. Huh. Sued for the rights to have their own TV rights rather than the NCAA managing all of that. Hmm. Okay, so... That kicks things off big time. SMU, you can, you can blame them for it because they were stupid enough to get caught multiple times over and <laughs> wind up on the death penalty, which then prompted the other school that comes to mind into pushing for the Southwest Conference to blow up because they couldn't get any TV games anymore. Thanks to SMU, mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then a, for good measure, we'll add in a Longhorn Network. <laughs> so two of the four teams that are the drivers for where we are in college football nowadays, as it pertains to TV driving everything, and I mean everything, OU in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The SEC can have them. <laughs> I, I have, you know, I, I'd love Oklahoma to stay in general because I'm a big eight guy. But for crying out loud, enough's enough. Yeah. It, I, it, I'll miss that. I will miss that old. I, I always think of, I don't know why my mind goes to Phillip 66, big eight game of the week. You know, <laughs> it, like things like that. I'll always, you know, wish. And, and, and it, it always piqued my interest if. You know, Oklahoma and the Cats ever cross paths in the future as far as postseason or, uh, you know, maybe we could throw in a, uh, you know, non-con against them in something. That'd be cool, but it's too bad. This is where we're at. And it's also too bad, like you said, if someone's a starting quarterback for Oklahoma, oh, well, Heisman hopeful. Right, exactly. No matter what. Rubber stamp. Last season, didn't really watch it. He's a Heisman hopeful. Give me a break. We'll wrap it up. Royals coming up bottom of the hour against Baltimore. Ask us anything when we continue on the game. Holy cow, I just realized how much Jokic's shirt looks like yours. <laughs> Walking into the arena for tonight. That's got to be good <laughs> or bad. Oh, no. Uh, I really screwed that up for you, man. I, I'm really sorry. Hey, hey and- listen, I'm just saying he he's dressed like... <laughs> A human. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, of course, we've got um, some boxing and UFC on this weekend. Yes. Check it out. I was wrong uh, this past weekend. Um, Teofimo Lopez. And uh, I can't even remember the guy's name. They're fighting on ESPN+. Plus. It should be good. Uh, ask us anything. What's the story of your name? How'd you, how'd you get Troy? No idea. I have never been given the the reasoning behind it. They just liked it. I mean, you know, we know that my brother's middle name is in honor of my maternal grandfather. Right on. And then his son's middle name is the same, Nicholas. Cool. For that family reason. action passed yeah, down. But but in terms of really any story to it, no. Beyond that, no. Not not in our case. Trey? I have no idea about my first name. I, I've never asked, but my two middle names are all in tribute to family members. So. You got two middle names? Yeah. After I got adopted, one of my, my original last name became my second middle name. Wow. So Thomas Hollamond. Wow. So... You got 15 names over there, man. Yeah, and, and they're all long, and nobody remembers them. When, they, so. when you're a little kid, they're like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> What's my middle name? Don't. I don't, don't think I knew how to spell all of them until I was like 12 at least. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. You know, I, we had a good life at graduation <laughs> because we're, we're used to the last name getting an L thrown in or you oh, know, yeah. you know, Cloverdale or uh, Coverdale uh, 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 or... Uh, uh, for me, it's always uh, mistaken as Burkland instead of Burklund. Oh. The person announcing Julia's middle name stumbled on Cecile. 
oh. her middle name. Stumbled on that and got Coverdale right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how the hell? Wait a minute. That's funny. They were probably really thinking about Coverdale. Like, remember, it's Cover. It's Cover. It's Cover. I have a terrible one when it comes to that one year during track season in middle school um, they called me Travion Burke lunch third place in the 100 meter dash (laughs) and I got called Burke lunch for the rest of my life that one's gonna stick (laughs) that one is that makes perfect sense I won't see anybody for months and then they'll be like Burke lunch (laughs) what about you Mr. Garcia you know what I don't have anything Um, my grandma was like oh it has something to do with the religion and my mom was like no it doesn't <laughs> I think she, my, my middle name i share with my dad and i just think it was just she liked it she liked it together but no serious uh connection there um is talking about serious though is there a song that becomes an instant earworm for you when you hear it you're like i'm gonna be singing or humming or whistling this song all day tom's diner Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything Michael Jackson. Anything. Anything Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it's. Uh, I can't think of one. I, there's too many songs to choose from. For me, it's Mozart's Fifteenth uh, Concerto. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, somebody. That's a little light for you. <laughs> I do a lot of like, uh, the, especially Deep Purple. Smoke on the water. If I hear that, I am in, baby. (laughs) I am in. Folks, have a great weekend. Remember the Nelson's Foundation event taking place tonight and tomorrow night Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as part of all the activities. Yeah. Uh, Josh Taylor versus Teofimo Lopez on ESPN+. Also, the T-Bars Motorcycle Rally out in Ogden, raising money for the Ogden Community Center and all the youth out there. That's 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. tomorrow. Have a great weekend. Catch you Monday. Bye.